Hello again, everyone. Welcome to Balaam's Ride, the edge of Catholic radio. This is John Martinoni, your host for the program, here with you every Wednesday morning at 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. Central Time. That's 12 to 1 Eastern or 1600 to 1700 Greenwich Mean Time. It's uh, good to be back with you. Today we're going to be talking about uh, more topics of interest. Hopefully they're of interest to you. They're of interest to me. And uh, today's program is sort of going to be a... Well, it is, not sort of. It is a, a do-over, basically, of... I think it was either my first or second program. We were trying to record it and started recording, and something happened uh, a few minutes in. We couldn't record the whole program. But I uh, had a number of people asking me to... Uh, uh, to get them a copy of this program, even though we didn't have it. So I thought, well, I'll do it again. And uh, for those of you who heard this program, hopefully you'll pick up something else that maybe you didn't the first time. And for those who didn't hear it already, uh, it will be uh, new and fresh to you regardless. And the topic of the program is, is Billy Graham saved? That's it. Is Billy Graham saved? What do you think? Do you think Billy Graham is saved? I mean, here's a man who, <clears throat> by all accounts, very godly man, uh, a man who loves God, who loves Jesus Christ. Uh, he's worked, you know, the majority of his lifetime to bring people to Christ, uh, done a lot of wonderful things. So the question is, and this was a question that I, I had uh, someone email me, asked me, said, uh, you know, they basically said there are a lot of good Bible-believing, God-fearing Protestants who love Jesus. Will they be saved? For example, what about someone like Billy Graham, who has brought so many people to Christ? Will he be saved, or is he going to hell just because he's not Catholic? Hence the topic of the program. Will Billy Graham be saved, or is Billy Graham saved? If you want to be a part of the program, if you want to uh, call in with your opinion on the matter, uh, on, on this topic, or any other topic that you might want to discuss... The number to call is 205-714-7014. That's 205-714-7014. Or you can email me, john, J-O-H-N, at BibleChristianSociety.com. John at BibleChristianSociety, <clears throat> excuse me, dot com. Is... Billy Graham saved. Now, a lot of people would automatically think, well, he's a good man, and, and he, like I said earlier, he loves Jesus, loves God, working for the gospel, etc. Well, it's a very interesting question about Billy Graham being saved or not. But even though it's an interesting question, I contend that it's the wrong question to be asking. <clears throat> you know, I understand that we as Catholics, can look around us and we can see many Baptists, Evangelicals, Presbyterians, Lutherans, Episcopalians, non-denominationalists, Church of God, Church of Christ, etc., who, from all appearances, seem to be sincere and devout followers of Christ, in accord with the teachings of Christ as, as they understand them, of course. They go to church every Sunday, and, and many every Wednesday, too. They read their Bibles. They seem to love their families. They volunteer at various charities that help the poor and the oppressed. They just seem like good, 
all-around folks. But what we need to remember is just as it is not within our authority to condemn anyone to hell, so it is not within our authority to canonize anyone as a saint of heaven either. I mean, think about that. No matter how good someone may seem on the outside, we have absolutely no way, no way of judging the interior of their heart. That is the province of God and God alone. Uh, so we can't judge. We can't judge the heart. We can judge a person's actions. That's a good action. That's an evil action. We cannot judge their heart. Again, that's God's place to do that, not ours. <clears throat> and looking into Scripture, we can see uh, when speaking about judgment, particularly about his own judgment, what does St. Paul says? Well, this is from 1 Corinthians 4, verses 4 and 5. 1 Corinthians 4. Verses 4 and 5, St. Paul said, I am not aware of anything against myself, but I am not thereby acquitted. It is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. <clears throat> End of quote. Did you hear that? Number, a few things here. Number one, it is the Lord who judges me. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time. You know, all these folks who are going around believing in once saved, always saved. I've accepted Jesus Christ into my heart as my personal Lord and Savior, and therefore I'm saved. Well, they are judging themselves as being acquitted, as being saved. St. Paul says, do not judge before the time. Before the Lord comes. <clears throat> so, right there and then, they are doing something that is contrary to Scripture. They are judging themselves as being saved. They're saying that they've decided, they know that they're definitely saved. Well, Paul tells us, don't judge before the Lord comes. Why? Because the Lord will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Is, is someone saying they have faith just because, hey, that's what their family's always done or, or because they know that their, their group of friends that they hang in uh, are, are uh, evangelical Christians. And so in order to fit in, they, hey, yeah, I accept Jesus too. You know, and, and maybe on the surface they really do, but it's, you know, it's something that they really haven't taken to heart. Uh, you know, I always used to tell people, Mother Teresa all the things she did, uh, feeding the hungry, clothing the naked. All, on the surface, it looks like, wow, yes, this woman is indeed a saint. She's fulfilling the gospel call of Matthew 25 that, you know, f do all these things. But what if in her heart she was doing them because she was saying, you know, if I do this, I'll get a lot of attention. I might become famous. I might win the Nobel Peace Prize. And that's why she was doing all these things. Well, then... God, God's judgment would disclose the purposes of her heart. Now, the church is basically saying, no, we have evidence that that is not the case, and so that, that's great. But the church doesn't do that with each and every person. So your next-door neighbor 
who says they're saved and who seems like they're, you know, a fine Christian person, we can't judge them as being saved. We can't judge them in their heart as being good or evil. We, again, we can judge their actions, and we can say from their actions it looks like they have a good heart or an evil heart, but we can't make that final judgment. That is for God and God alone. So St. Paul says, do not judge, do not pronounce judgment before the time before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. You know, I tell people, man, man is a finite being. But if there's anything where he may approach the infinite, it's in his capacity to fool himself. That's we as human beings, we have a, it's seemingly almost infinite capacity to fool ourselves. We have people out there who uh, can rationalize away infidelity to their spouse well my wife doesn't understand me and my secretary really does and my wife and I haven't really loved each other for years we're just kind of living together so it's not really a marriage so it's okay if I cheat on her or the wife says the same about the husband and uh, and you know it's okay if I take a few things from the company here and there because you know I mean hey the company had 1.1 billion in profits last year they're not going to miss a stapler or some copying paper or something. You know, we rationalize these things. And we see as a society, as a culture, where we're rationalizing abortion. Abortion is good, so many people say. The society says, the culture is saying. Abortion is good. Um, chastity is bad. Uh, waiting f- for marriage before you have sexual relations, bad, bad thing. You know, living together, that's a good thing. Um, Killing people, you know, to put them out of their misery, so to speak. Euthanasia, that's a good thing. That's merciful. It's all screwed up. So we have this capacity to fool ourselves, and we may think we're doing good. We may have rationalized our way into thinking that we're doing good when actually we're doing evil. And God is the one who can judge what's in your heart, not us. <coughs> Excuse me. So again, <clears throat> we can't judge someone as going to hell. We can't. It's not our place to condemn someone to hell. We can't also judge someone as going to heaven, unless, of course, the church has made that pronouncement for us. So again, St. Paul did not even judge himself because he recognized it's the Lord's place to judge man, good or bad, not man's place. <clears throat> and I want to expand on this by looking at that question about Billy Graham. Will Billy Graham be saved, or is Billy Graham saved, even though he is not Catholic? Well, I think most people would say, even many Catholics, oh, absolutely. What a good and holy man Billy Graham is. Look at all the revivals he's done in his life. Look at all the people he's brought to Christ. If anyone is going to heaven, it is Billy Graham. And I believe anyone who thinks that way is doing a great disservice to Billy Graham. Now, I want you to understand me. I'm not dogging Billy Graham. I'm not saying, oh, you know, I know things about him that you don't or anything like that. No, by all accounts, he seems to be a good man, a a Christ-loving, God-fearing man who loves his wife, loves his kids, so forth and so on. So the reason I'm picking him is not because I know something that you don't about him. It's because 
he is held in such high esteem. So why do I say then that I believe anyone who thinks that Billy Graham is is automatically going to heaven is doing him a great disservice? Well, first of all, as I mentioned, it's not our place to judge, okay? Good or bad. We can't judge the person's heart. Second of all, do we have all the facts with which to make such a judgment that, oh, yes, Billy Graham, if anybody's saved, it's him. Yeah, he's, he's going to heaven. Do we have all the facts? Have many people come closer to Christ because of Billy Graham? Well, undoubtedly so. But have many Catholics left the Catholic Church because of Billy Graham? Well, we cannot be sure, but for the sake of argument, let's say that there are Catholics who have left the Catholic Church because of Billy Graham. I'd be willing to bet that many have over the last 40 or 50 years or so. They went to a Billy Graham crusade, and even though, you know, I know at his crusades, he he has altar calls and he tells them, go back to your church, whether you're Presbyterian, Methodist, Catholic, etc. There are probably a lot of Catholics who were drawn out of the Catholic Church by his style of preaching, by his message and so forth, that they may not have been getting from the priest homily at the parish. So they left because of Billy Graham. Again, we can't be sure, but let's just say for the sake of argument that some have left the Catholic Church because of Billy Graham, which would mean while he has brought some closer to Christ, he's brought people who were not in the church, who did not have any kind of relationship with Christ in their lives, who did not think about God in their lives, were not behaving in a a Christian manner, in a moral manner, brought many of them closer to Christ. But if there are Catholics who have left the church because of Billy Graham, that would mean he's actually helped to pull some away from Christ. For any Catholic who leaves the Eucharist has moved away from Christ. If you leave the Catholic Church, you've moved away from Christ for whatever your reason. Because Jesus in the Eucharist is truly present. He is truly present in the Eucharist, body, blood, soul, and divinity. So again, Billy Graham may have brought some people closer to Christ, maybe many people. But there's also the possibility that he's pulled people away from Christ. Whether he did it intentionally or not, still the fact seeds were planted. Again, maybe by a, a one of his revivals at a stadium or somewhere or on TV, a TV program or something along those lines. So, pulled some closer, pulled some farther away. How can we judge that? How do we judge that? Is good, some good, some bad. How does God view it? Well, we can't make that determination. All right, we're going to talk more about this topic uh, in just a few minutes, but we're going to take a break first, and when we come back, we'll get to more of the program. And if you want to um, join us on the program with your question or comment, the number to call is 205-714-7014-215-714-7014, or shoot me an email, john at biblechristiansociety.com. Dot com John at BibleChristianSociety.com. And when you do, put in the subject line, Balaam's Ride or, or Radio Show or something like that, so I know uh, to, uh, to open it up and, and get your question or comment. All right, 
You're listening to Balaam's Ride on Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio, 1480 AM and com on the World Wide Web. This is John Martinoni, and we'll be back in just a minute. Support for programming on Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio comes in part from Paul Bruno and Cahaba Custom Cars. Specializing in classic car restorations, paint and body work, classic car rentals for weddings, they're located one block from the summit in Cahaba Heights. Their phone number is 205-936-4966. That number again, 205-936-4966. This is Father Michael Deering, spiritual director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be questioning their faith. Let's say a prayer to the Holy Spirit. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and kindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created and you shall renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of the faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant that by the gift of the same Spirit we may be always truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hi folks, Patrick Crabtree here with Crabtree Computer Services in Vestavia. By now you know that we at Crabtree can handle any of your computer and technology needs for a low cost with fast and friendly service. But instead of listening to me, why don't you hear it from our customers? This is Dr. Peter Van Hoy. I'm a plastic surgeon at Premier Plastic Surgery in Birmingham. We've been using Crabtree Computer Services for over eight years for all of our technology needs. They service our PCs, our servers, and our backups. They also manage our website for Google Marketing. Patrick and his staff are knowledgeable, courteous, and fast. I highly recommend Crabtree Computer Services. They've done a terrific job for us. So give Crabtree Computer Services a call for your next computer or technology need at 205 205- Five eight two four seven seven two two. That's two zero five eight two four seven seven two two. Or come see us on Highway thirty one in Vestavia, just across from Mark's Outdoor Sports. We guarantee our work, and we guarantee your satisfaction. Her Choice Birmingham Women's Center invites you to attend their two thousand thirteen fundraising banquet entitled "Conceived in Rape: From Worthless to Priceless" on Thursday, November seventh, seven p.m. at the club. The special guest speaker will be Rebecca Kiesling, a family law attorney, adoptee, and mother of five. She delivers a powerful presentation of her own life story, conceived in rape from worthless to priceless. There is no cover charge to attend the banquet, but a gracious donation is expected. Please contact Her Choice today regarding your attendance, hosting a table of eight, or desire to donate at 205-427-1313. That's 205-427-1313. Her Choice Birmingham Women's Center exists to help women facing a crisis pregnancy to choose life and to support them with that decision. Post-abortion recovery services are also offered to both men and women. Again, let Her Choice know of your support of this year's Her Choice Women's Center Banquet by calling 205-427-1313. And now, WQOH. 1480 AM presents Celebrity Confessions. 
May the good Lord help you to make a good confession. What are your sins? Hey, you know, thank you, Father. You know, it's been a few years, you know, since I made a good confession. You know, I think during that time, you know, I, uh, I beat Apollo to a bloody pope in a fight. Ah, yes, my lad, but I, I, I suppose that was in a boxing match, was it? Oh, yeah, you know, I was in a boxing match, but, you know, I beat him pretty bad. You know, I think it was like two or three rounds, you know, that I beat him in. I don't think that qualifies as a sin. Hey, you know, I said a few things to Adrian, you know, I didn't necessarily mean. Well, maybe some of them, but... Ah, yes, yes, yes. Are those all of your sins, me lad? I think so. Please make a good act of contrition. There you have it. Uh, you know, now some people might say, well, you shouldn't put a microphone in the confessional to hear these, you know. But, of course, that was Rocky Balboa. All right. Um, as we do here, not every program, but uh, most of our programs, as long as we can keep thinking these things up, we have a Bible theme song that we play. And what this is is that if you... Uh, uh, can guess which character or which event of the Bible this is pertaining to, this music that we're about to play, then you get a free set of apologetics CDs from the Bible Christian Society, my little apologetics apostolate. CDs such as uh, um, Apostolic Authority in the Pope, Mary in the Bible, the Rapture in the Bible, the Sacraments in the Bible. I go through Baptism, confession, and, mer- and uh, the Eucharist, straight from the Bible. One church, sola scriptura. Do we go by the Bible alone, or does tradition have something to do with, uh, with our faith? Uh, sola fide. Are we saved by faith alone, or do works play a role in there? There's a, also a talk aimed at atheists and social liberals. It's called, Was Hitler Right? You know, if there is no God, then how can you say Hitler was wrong? So that's it, 24 CDs from the Bible Christian Society, free for the first person who phones in the correct answer and for the first person who emails in the correct answer. So uh, the phone number to call, 205-714-7014, or email John at BibleChristianSociety.com. John at BibleChristianSociety.com. All right, here's this week's Bible theme song. All right. Now, there's a couple possibilities there, very closely related. So either one of the two answers, two possible answers, I'll take. But again, the correct number to call for the free set of CDs, 205-714-7014, or email john at BibleChristianSociety.com. All right. We're going to continue with... uh, talking about is Billy Graham saved would we'll give you guys an opportunity to either call in or email in the correct answer we were talking I was talking about how we can't judge Billy Graham as obviously we can't say he's going to hell 
But we also can't say he's definitely going to heaven because we just don't know. We can't make that determination, and, and uh, we, we simply don't have all the facts. We don't know his heart like God knows his heart. So, um, and I, I mentioned before the break that while, yes, he's undoubtedly responsible for bringing a lot of people into the Catholic Church, or not Catholic Church, but in, into Christianity or closer to Jesus, you know, people who were had no religion whatsoever, were not attending any church, the, the unchurched, closer to Christ. But he's probably pulled some Catholics, either intentionally or unintentionally, out of the church, away from Christ. Also, Billy Graham is a very smart man. He's a very learned man. So it's reasonable to assume that he is aware of what the Catholic Church teaches about the priesthood, about the sacraments, about Mary, about the Pope, and so on. Yet, he quite obviously rejects those teachings, and he rejects the authority of of the Pope and of the Church. But Jesus tells his disciples, he who rejects you rejects me. That's from Luke chapter 10, verse 16. So the question is, is Billy Graham rejecting Christ in some way, shape, or form by rejecting the church founded by Christ and by rejecting those who have been appointed to lead the church of Jesus Christ? What do you think? You know, I I would say it's definitely a possibility. Again, not my place to judge, God's place, but he definitely, I mean, it's obvious he's not Catholic, so he obviously does not accept the teachings of the church in many different areas. And if he doesn't accept them, that means he's rejecting them. If he's rejecting the teachings of the church founded by Jesus Christ, he's rejecting the authority of the church founded by Jesus Christ. He's rejecting the authority of the Pope and the bishops in union with the Pope, the magisterium. Then is he actually guilty of what Christ says in Luke 10, verse 16? He who rejects you, Christ says to his disciples, rejects me. So again, is Billy Graham rejecting Christ, even at least partially, by rejecting the teachings of the church founded by Christ and rejecting the authority of those appointed to lead that church? These are all questions we need to ponder before we canonize the man. And again, I'm not saying heaven or hell. We just need to think about these things. So, why do I say it's a disservice to the man to believe he is well on his way to heaven? I say it's a disservice because by doing so, by, by just automatically assuming, oh, he's going to heaven, and whether it's Billy Graham or some other person we know that's, that seems very holy, Catholic or not, that seems very holy, uh, that they, they love God, they love Christ, uh, but, but you know, particularly for the non-Catholics, and we say, oh, they've got to be going to heaven. You know, I have people call my show all the time saying, you know, asking me questions like, well, is my grandma, she's a devout Baptist, she loves Jesus, she loves the Lord, is she going to heaven? I can't answer that question. Again, <clears throat> we don't know the person's heart, so we can't make that decision. But I believe that that's the wrong question. 
Is grandma saved? Is she going to heaven? Is Billy Graham saved? Is he going to heaven? That's the wrong question. And I believe it's a disservice to grandma, to Billy Graham or whoever else that we just automatically assume they're going to heaven because by doing so, we're essentially saying that Billy Graham is just fine, thank you, without the Eucharist, without the sacrament of reconciliation, without the communion of saints, without the priesthood, without recognizing Mary as his mother and so many more treasures of the Catholic Church. So, since we assume he's doing just fine, we assume there is no need to try and evangelize him. And that's why I say I believe we're doing him a disservice or anyone else who's not Catholic a disservice by assuming they're going to heaven because what are we doing? We're giving ourselves an excuse, an excuse to not try to evangelize them. That's why I said uh, again at the beginning of this radio program that asking whether or not Billy Graham or anyone else is saved, even though not Catholic, is the wrong question to ask. The question we should be asking is, would Billy Graham have a better chance of being saved by receiving the Eucharist? Yes or no? Would Billy Graham... Whether he's he's a very holy man now, or moderately holy man, or not a very holy man in deep in his heart, <clears throat> would Billy Graham be better off by receiving the Eucharist? Would Grandma, who's a devout Baptist and seems like a very holy person, loves the Lord, reads her Bible, says her prayers, would she be better off by receiving the Eucharist versus not? receiving the Eucharist? I have to answer yes to that question. If you have a different answer or if you agree, call in, email me, let me know. John at BibleChristianSociety.com John at BibleChristianSociety.com or 205 205-714-7014. 205-714-7014. All right, we've got, I believe, a phone winner for our uh, um, question So about our Bible theme song. So we're going to play the Bible theme song again, then we're, we'll go to Daniel on the phone. So hang on just a second, Daniel. All right, Daniel, what who's who what character or event in the Bible would that apply to? Uh Lot and his wife. Lot and his wife. Absolutely correct. Uh, the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? God told Lot, "Don't look back." And who looked back? Lot's wife, and she became a pillar of salt. So Daniel, uh appreciate that. If you did not give did did you give our, our call screener your, your address and information so we can send you the CDs? Yes, sir, I did. All right, very good. We'll get those out to you in a few days. I appreciate you listening, and uh, uh, hopefully you'll enjoy the CDs when you get them in a few days. 
Yes, sir. Thank you. All right. God bless. All right. We're going to take a break now. When we come back, we'll get to our email winner of the question and some more of the program. Is Billy Graham saved? You're listening to Balaam's Ride on WQOH, 1480 AM in Birmingham, Alabama, or queenofheavenradio.com on the web. And this is John Martinoni, and we'll be back right after this. Hi, folks. Patrick Crabtree here with Crabtree Computer Services in Vestavia. By now, you know that we at Crabtree can handle any of your computer and technology needs for a low cost with fast and friendly service. But instead of listening to me, why don't you hear it from our customers? My name's John Herod, and I've been a very satisfied customer with Crabtree for the past three years. I have their Forget About It plan for my home PC, where for one low monthly fee, Crabtree monitors my PC for remote and keeps it updated and running really fast. And whenever I have any problem at all, and I've had my share, I call them, and they come in from remote and fix it right then and there. If they can't fix it from remote, they come on site and fix it for free. Crabtree does a great job. So give Crabtree Computer Services a call for your next computer or technology need at 205-824-7722. That's 205-824-7722. Or come see us on Highway 31 in Vestavia, just across from Mark's Outdoor Sports. We guarantee our work, and we guarantee your satisfaction. This is Father Michael Deering, Spiritual Director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be battling an addiction. Let's pray the Hail Mary. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Frankie's Market Cafe, 4257 Highway 52 in Helena, your home for home-cooked meats and signature veggies. Fresh fried catfish, beef tips over rice, squash casserole, and fried green tomatoes, just to name a few. Also featuring deli sandwiches, catering, southern fried pies made daily, private label jams and jellies, and local honey. Also a fresh produce department from local growers. Frankie's Market Cafe, 4257 Highway 52, Helena. We're here today to ask people about marriage. For starters, what's the best thing about being married? Who I get to stay married to. <laughs> Togetherness. To me, is having a companion. My favorite thing about being married is that I have a partner. Do you think your marriage is good for more than just the two of you? Uh, Does it influence those around us? Yeah, I think. In a positive way? I think so. I would hope that people would see that uh, when we're together that we really have a very true affection for each other. What everybody wants and we know we're lucky to have it. The energy we give out in our home, I think, spreads out to other people. Your marriage just continues to go on and on and on. Oh, sure, and affect generations after us. I think it really sort of stabilizes your whole community. It's a cornerstone of a society, right? Sounds like a good marriage goes a long way. It touches a lot of people. Want to improve your marriage? For ideas, go to foryourmarriage.org. A message from the Catholic Church. 
Okay, welcome back to the program. This is John Martinoni, and you're listening to Balaam's Ride, The Edge of Catholic Radio. And we had a song, Don't Look Back. Who's, who's that song by? Boston. That's right, Boston. That was from their second album. Just wasn't as good as the first album. But, you know, they had all sorts of problems with their producer or, or whoever, their agent. And Anyway, um, so we had a uh, Daniel called in with the correct answer. So he'll be getting a free set of CDs from the Bible Christian Society. We also had a... Uh, uh, let's see, this is, um, we had Al De La Chica, I think I got that right, uh, De, De La Chica, maybe, De La Chica, De La Chica, uh, Al, if I butchered your uh, name, I, pre- I apologize for that, but he was the first person to email in uh, from uh, South Carolina, so Al, you will be getting a free set of CDs from the Bible Christian Society as well, and I appreciate all the others who emailed in, but uh, Al got in before you. So uh, that was that. The first correct answer is the one that gets to, so I pre- that gets the uh, CD. So I appreciate all of you listening. Hopefully you'll keep listening, and who knows? Maybe you'll win the free set of CDs on a future program. Or, little known secret, you could go to the Bible Christ- to BibleChristianSociety.com, BibleChristianSociety.com, and get a free set of CDs there as well, or free set of uh, MP3 downloads. Okay, let's wrap up about Billy Graham. Is Billy Graham going to heaven? Or other non-Catholics who seem like good, God-fearing, Bible-loving, good people, (laughs) are they going to heaven? So I'll wrap up with Billy Graham, and then I've got a a question as well that's been emailed in. And, And again, if you want to email a question or a comment, about this topic or another topic, John at BibleChristianSociety.com. John at BibleChristianSociety.com, or you can call in and be on the radio with us, 205-714-7014. Okay, basically my whole premise of this uh, argument that I'm making here, that it's not a good thing for Billy Graham, it's, it's doing a disservice to Billy Graham and to others who are not Catholic to assume that they're going to heaven because that means we're giving ourselves an excuse not to evangelize them. And the question I believe we should be asking instead of, is Billy Graham saved? Or is our devout Baptist grandma saved? Or, or, or our uh, um, devout Presbyterian brother-in-law who's the pastor of his church and does all these wonderful things for the people in his church. Is he saved? We shouldn't be asking, is he saved? Is she saved? We should be asking, would Billy Graham have a better chance of being saved by receiving the Eucharist? Would Grandma have a better chance of being saved by receiving the Eucharist? Would my brother-in-law, who's the pastor of a, who you know, seems like a very holy man, a good pastor of the Presbyterian church or whatever church, non-denominational church, would he be better off by receiving the Eucharist, yes or no? That's the proper question to ask about Billy Graham or anyone else who is not currently Catholic. And the answer to that question has to be no. Uh, what? Did you say that right, John? You're right. The answer to the question, just seeing if you're listening, has to be Yes. Would Billy Graham be better off by receiving the Eucharist? 
Yes. Would everyone be better off by receiving the Eucharist? And when I say that, I'm talking about those who are not in a state of mortal sin, those who have come into the church, gone to confession, etc. So those who are worthily receiving the Eucharist. Everyone in the world would be better off by receiving the Eucharist versus not receiving the Eucharist. If you can't answer yes to that question, if you cannot see the logic of that, and you're Catholic, well, I, I think there's a problem here because if the Eucharist truly is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ, then everybody and anybody would be better off worthily receiving the Eucharist versus not receiving the Eucharist. Whether that's Billy Graham, Grandma, your brother-in-law, somebody you don't know, you know, a co-worker at the office, a neighbor, anyone who is not Catholic, who is not currently receiving the Eucharist, would be better off. They would have a better chance of being saved by receiving the Eucharist. And we can't judge whether they're saved or not, but they would have a better chance by receiving Christ, by such an intimate, personal relationship with Jesus Christ that we have when we receive the Eucharist. So, our question regarding non-Catholics should not be, are they saved? Because that's out of our hands. It's a question we can't answer, yes or no. Only God can answer, and that's at the time of judgment, as, as Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4. Our question should be, would they have a better chance of being saved by receiving the Eucharist? And since the answer to that question is yes, then we need to ask ourselves, are we doing everything we can to bring those who currently do not receive the Eucharist into the Catholic Church so that they too may become, quote, partakers of the divine nature, unquote. That's from Second Peter 1, verse 4. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 4 talks about us becoming partakers of the divine nature. Well, when do we do that? When we receive the Eucharist. We don't get closer to Christ in this, in this lifetime than when we receive the Eucharist. And the holier we are, the less sin we have, the closer we can get to him through the Eucharist. And the more graces we, re- we will receive from him through the Eucharist. So again, I don't want anyone to go out and say, oh, listen to the radio show, John Martinoni was condemning Billy Graham to hell and all non-Catholics to hell. No, I'm not. Again, we as Catholics, as Catholic Christians, cannot condemn anyone to hell. But we also cannot canonize anyone either. That's up to the church to do. And the church does that. You know, we've got uh, uh, John the 23rd and and. John Paul II will be canonized uh, this coming year, 2014. Uh, We just had some uh, martyrs of the Spanish Civil War, but uh, uh, done so. But ordinarily, for most people, the vast majority of people, the church doesn't make that decision. So neither should we. So remember, we can't condemn to hell. We can't canonize. It's our job to evangelize. And we need to not give ourselves excuse to not evangelize someone by just saying, oh, they're 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 saved. They're they're a holy person. They're, you know, even though they're not Catholic, uh, not receiving the Eucharist, not going to reconciliation, etc. 
they've got it made, so no need to bother trying to plant a seed. And I understand it's difficult to evangelize co-workers, family members particularly, friends, neighbors. And I'm not saying go out and beat them over the head with the Bible or, or stand on a street corner screaming at people, waving a Bible or anything like that. I'm just saying learn your faith better, practice it more faithfully, and when God gives you the chance and opportunity, when he opens the, the door a crack for you, you'll be ready to take advantage of that opportunity. You'll be ready to be able to plant a seed with someone. You know, Now, whether that's with grandma and telling her, well, grandma, I'm praying a rosary for you. And grandma says, ah, well, grandma, do you understand really what the rosary is about? You know, planting seeds. That's what evangelization is all about because you and I don't convert anybody. It's the Holy Spirit who changes the hearts and minds of men. So again, to close up this segment, don't ask the question, is Billy Graham saved or is grandma saved or is my brother-in-law saved? Ask the question, would Billy Graham be better off by receiving the Eucharist? Yes or no? And I believe if you're Catholic, you truly believe what the, that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. The answer has to be yes. And since the answer is yes, we need to do what we can when given the opportunity to plant seeds of conversion with everyone. All right, we're going to take a quick break, come back for our final segment. This is Balaam's Ride, the edge of Catholic radio. You're listening to John Martinoni. And we are coming to you from the studio of Queen of Heaven Radio, 1480 AM in Birmingham. And you can also hear us uh, at queenofheavenradio.com on the Internet. We'll be back after this. This is Father Michael Deering, spiritual director to Queen of Heaven Catholic Radio. Let's take a moment to pray for those who may be suffering hardship in the current economy. Let's pray the Our Father. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Did you know that the license tag on your car could save a life? Purchase a Choose Life tag for your car and help a local crisis pregnancy center in your county. By purchasing a Choose Life tag, you not only will have a rolling billboard on your car that promotes life, but 100% of the funds help your local pregnancy center provide free services to those women facing a crisis pregnancy. So get your Choose Life license tag and join thousands of others who are promoting life in our state. For more information, go to ChooseLifeAlabama.org. And thank you for choosing life. Hey, folks, you're looking for some help with a home improvement project, a fixer-upper, maybe building a deck or some plumbing or electrical work? Or are you looking at buying a new house and you need someone that you can depend upon to come in and inspect that house for you? 
Well, I've got just the person for you. Jamie Cather was once named Carpenter of the Year in Dallas, Texas. He's also licensed by the state of Alabama as a home inspector. I've used him personally at our house for small to mid-sized projects. And Queen of Heaven Radio, he's used him for several projects, none of which he has charged us for. So if you want quality work for a very affordable price for a home improvement project, a fixer-upper project, or for a home inspection, Jamie Cather is the man to call. You can reach him at 296-2490. That number again, 296-2490. Tell him you heard about him on Queen of Heaven Radio, and he'll give you a discount to his already discounted quotes. Her Choice Birmingham Women's Center invites you to attend their 2013 fundraising banquet entitled Conceived in Rape from Worthless to Priceless on Thursday, November 7th, 7 p.m. at The Club. The special guest speaker will be Rebecca Kiesling, a family law attorney, adoptee, and mother of five. She delivers a powerful presentation of her own life story, Conceived in Rape from Worthless to Priceless. There is no cover charge to attend the banquet, but a gracious donation is expected. Please contact Her Choice today regarding your attendance, hosting a table of eight, or desire to donate at 205-427-1313. That's 205-427-1313. Her Choice Birmingham Women's Center exists to help women facing a crisis pregnancy to choose life and to support them with that decision. Post-abortion recovery services are also offered to both men and women. Again, let Her Choice know of your support of this year's Her Choice Women's Center Banquet by calling 205-427-1313. Funding for Queen of Heaven Radio is brought to you in part by our loyal listeners and by Oxmoor Valley Orthodontics. Located at 415 West Oxmoor Road, their phone number is 942-2270. Oxmoor Valley Orthodontics are committed to providing high-quality orthodontic care in a unique setting that is fun, warm, and comfortable. Oxmoor Valley Orthodontics, 415 West Oxmoor Road, 942 942- 2270. Okay, we've been talking about is Billy Graham saved and how that's not the right question to ask. The better question to ask is would Billy Graham be better off by receiving the Eucharist? Yes or no? We've got a question or two in. Want to get to those? Uh, Appreciate the folks listening and sending the questions. This is from George in Fresno, California. John, great program. I have a question regarding non-Catholic Christians like Billy Graham or his followers who may or may not be fallen away Catholics. In particular, I have a niece who used to teach catechism at a Newman Center, and the priest was super liberal, always attacking the Pope or teachings of the magisterium in his homilies. She has left the church. No surprise and has now become a Bible Christian and wants to be a pastor. She has a prayer group and teaches error constantly, like teaching Mary had children after Jesus, hence his brothers mentioned in the Bible. She's constantly trying to convert Catholics away from the church, but does, I think, like Billy Graham, have the best of intentions. To me, this seems to lead them in the wrong direction, away from heaven, but obviously God knows their soul and we can't judge. But it seems like at best they would be in purgatory for a time, although they think they can't go there. Your thoughts? And again, George from Fresno. Well, George, I would agree. If someone like Billy Graham, who, again, uh, has very possibly been, or like your, uh, um, you said this was, let's see, sister, uh, niece, have a niece, okay, Uh, your niece or anyone else like that, 
they all have the uh, well i won't say they all but i would say that most of them the vast majority have the best of intentions uh, and i'm not i'm not disagreeing with that at all but the fact of the matter is they reject the authority of the catholic church they reject a number of teachings of the catholic church which are teachings of jesus christ so in that respect they reject jesus christ so uh, and, and again they've worked to bring people at least in your niece's case, she's she's actively working to bring Catholics out of the Catholic Church, you know, because of her misunderstanding, misinformation about the Catholic Church and its beliefs. So if they were to be saved, then I don't know how they could avoid purgatory because uh, doing such things, um, what, even though it's out of ignorance, well, is it invincible ignorance? You had no way of finding out that you were wrong. You had, and you never really looked, you know. Or is it basically purposeful ignorance? You were ignorant, and you had every chance to not be ignorant, yet you didn't take those chances. Uh, you, you didn't take those opportunities to find out more about the Catholic faith, um, to find out why Catholics teach what they teach, to find out what it is you actually left. So, and you're right. God alone judges a person's heart, so we can't say. But I, I can't. Un, I cannot imagine. Uh, I can't think of a scenario where someone like that, if they were saved, uh, would not end up in purgatory for a while. All right, we've got. Uh, this is another email question from John D. Doesn't say where he's uh, from, but he says, Hi, John, can you elaborate more about this invented history about the Baptist church being around in the first century? They claim that they went underground because of the quote-unquote corrupt official Catholic church and also because they were uh, being persecuted. I had a Yahoo debate with the Baptists over this. Yeah, <clears throat> the Baptists have this thing, I think they call it the Trail of Blood or something, like the you know the Cherokees and so forth when they had the march from Alabama out to the territories, uh, the, the Trail of Tears where so many died. Well, the Trail of Blood, I, I believe that's what it's called. And, I mean, I've had the probably the foremost Baptist theologian in the world, Dr. Timothy George, who actually is here in Birmingham. He's the, the uh, head of the Baptist Seminary at Sanford University, he, basically, he had an article in the local newspaper, this was a few years ago, where he said, basically, come on, Baptist, be realistic. The Baptist church started in the late 16th century or early 17th century, around 1600 or so, give or take a few years. Let's be honest about that. I've had Baptists tell me, oh, well, we go back to John the Baptist. That's why we're called Baptists. Uh, there's absolutely no historical evidence. There's fabricated historical evidence. Or they say, well, you can see us. Yeah, we went underground and we surfaced again, and, and you could see us in the Albigensians or in, in, in this other group. Well, all these groups had heresies that Baptists today don't believe in. You know, Some of them believed in, in a, a dual nature of God or dual gods, an evil god, a, a good god. That Some of them believed they were rather Gnostic in their beliefs that, that – the material world was evil, the spiritual world was good, and things like that. So just what I would do in this case, ask for historical references, and not just some book somebody wrote, but let's g give me an early church father that said, hey, we got to stamp out these Baptists, because the early church fathers, they talked about the Gnostics, the Donatists, uh, the Marcionists, um, the... Um, 
what's the big the Pelagians, all these people, the Arians, they mention all nowhere do we see a mention of the Baptist. You know, so give us some historical, authentic historical documents where which would show any kind of historical uh you know evidence that what you're saying is true. I mean, it just, it does not exist. <clears throat> it's all fabricated. If there is any at all, whatever is out there is basically fabricated. Or, like I said, they trace their their uh, uh, spiritual ancestry through a bunch of groups that were heretical groups and that they today would not be members of as being Baptists. The Baptists call these groups heretical groups. Yet they also, you know, Baptists who know better Yet uh, those who don't know better and, like I said, fabricate their history, they just trace it through, you know, all these people thinking, oh, yeah, we were there, we were there, we were there. But we got persecuted again by the big, bad, mean old Catholic Church. It's just don't take, hey, so-and-so, you know, some professor from Bob Jones University wrote a book on this and because what sources are they citing? Get to the ultimate source and – Put it out there and, and get it out there. And, and, you know, as of yet, I've never seen any original sources. So that's how you deal with that and just tell them, say, okay, you trace your his- history back to John the Baptist. Well, we trace ours back to Jesus Christ. So there you go. All right, uh, John, appreciate the, uh, the email, folks. Appreciate you listening today. Don't have any more time for calls or questions, but I want to let you know next week on the program, again, next Wednesday morning, 11 a.m. Central Time or 1600 Greenwich Mean Time, going to have apologist Patrick Madrid on, and we're, the topic of the program will be, the Pope said what? You know, there's a lot of stuff going on out there, people emailing me, you know, I read so-and-so, or I heard on, on NBC or MSNBC or Fox News or wherever, or read it on the internet that the Pope said this or that. Did he really say that? Come on, folks. Next week, same time. God bless everyone. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you next Wednesday.